0: Here is what you missed this morning on the Catholic Morning Show. Let's go to our next guest, the Purgatory Lady, none other than Susan Tassoni. Welcome back, Susan.
1: Well, Dr. Doctor Leonetti, ah. how are you? Ah,
0: that's definitely not the case. I'm great, Susan. It's been a while. Too
1: long. Well, we, well, we, we come at peak moments, at peak times, because... Uh, there are certain times of the year that we really have to do a, a purgatory push to get them over the wall. One is Chris. One is All Souls Day, of course, as you know. Yes. And one is Christmas because most souls are released on Christmas Day. Mm. And then the next, which is your timing, is incredible, Dr. Leonetti, <laughs> um, Is Easter the yeah. next greatest number of souls are released at Easter? So during Lent, we have a great opportunity to offer our sacrifices. For the souls to get them home for Easter, what? Um,
0: why Christmas? Why is Christmas like the one day that traditionally we know that most souls are released?
1: Well, it's the birth of our Lord, the Savior, um, and number one. I mean, that's that's the main reason, and and uh, and it's confirmed. By many saints, uh, through their revelations, that it's the nativity of our Lord mm. when the greatest number of souls, you know, the, are released. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. He, you know, he—he's the Savior. He—he uh, he came down to save us, and that, what what more? What more can you say other than the resurrection as well?
0: Wow. That Those is, are the
1: two most powerful times of our, you know, in our faith. Yeah. Uh, in fact, John, if you, if you go ahead, I'm sorry, don't no, no, no. interrupt. No, No, you keep going. Well, well, I wanted to share this with you because most people don't know about this. We talked about, you know, those three key times when you should really be thinking about the souls. All Souls Day is not just the day. It's the whole month is turned over to the souls of purgatory. And then you want to bring them home for Christmas. Then after Christmas, you know, what comes next? When? Well, I learned, and it's in my book, Praying with the Saints for the Holy Souls, that the Eastern Catholic Church doesn't celebrate All Souls Day on November 2nd. They celebrate what they call All Souls Saturdays during Lent. And what happens is all the Saturdays of their great liturgy is given over to the souls in purgatory. So the the people give the names of all their families and friends that died that year, and they're put in a book called the Scroll of the Departed. Then at the end of the liturgy, um, the names are read out loud. No one is left out no matter how long it takes them. And then the book is put in a corner, um, uh, where uh, there's I guess there's a sacred icon or an icon corner is located, and then the parishioners can venerate and pray at this icon during Lent. So there's five of them, and um, the first before Lent, then three during Lent, and the fifth is on Saturday evening before pentecost um and so what we want to do is join our byzantine brothers and sisters and during the season of let and and let the souls of our loved ones join in the resurrection um so just like christmas what do you want they want to be home for christmas well they want to join in the resurrection too and we have the power and privilege to do that john
0: We do, and I I think that's a perfect tie-in here. But before we tie it in to where I wanted to go, I want to kind of take a step back, Susan, because there might be people listening right now that think, or are thinking, well, isn't purgatory just, like, of old, you know? Hasn't the church kind of done away with that whole thing? (laughs) And we say no, emphatically. It's a dogma of the church.
1: It's a doctrine. It's a dogma of the church. The the, the problem, started. You know, after Vatican II, John, when things got thrown out the window, the baby with the bathwater, and and so What and what happened was, purgatory was a topic that wasn't taught in some seminaries, mm. and so what's the fruit of that when it's not taught in seminaries? Well, they're not preaching it to the faithful. And there's confusion, and there's no clarity, and, and it got lost. But but there's a big turnaround, as you know. Um, uh, there was a, a Pew study done by one of my publishers, and the number one topic that they wanted to know more about than any topic in, in our faith, guess what it was? It was purgatory. That's the biggest, biggest, most important topic, or that people want to want to you know want to know more about. But so, like I said, thankfully there's been a huge turnaround, and purgatory, and purgatory is one of the most often asked topics uh, there is. Um, so, so if I'm just I'm backtracking here, but because again, what happened with with the, it not being taught in the seminaries, well, guess what? It wasn't taught in religious ed classes. It wasn't addressed in homilies. It was deemed as pre-Vatican, um, and it you know it, it was considered antiquated. And so, what was the result of that, John? A generation of youth learning little, no, nothing about not only purgatory but about faith, about grace, about sin, and about hell. Um, so, the teachers and parents, what happened? They lacked the knowledge or understanding to talk about purgatory with their own students and their children. But there's a comeback, as you as you know. Yes, purgatory is everywhere. It's on the I, comeback. I it is well. There's. I mean, I've done nine books on purgatory. Well, we did the children's book, John, yep. um, which they sold eleven thousand copies. I, if you want to give a gift for kids, put that book in their Easter basket. If you want to teach them and learn your, teach yourself about purgatory. It's 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 up for ten awards, John. After in March, I'll I'll know. But it's just phenomenal. It's gotten a great reception in, in Catholic schools. Um, but I lost my train of thought here. No, I'm it's sorry. okay. I,
0: listen, folks, I, I am probably not going to die a finished product, right? Uh, God is God is still working in my life. Um, you know, I may still die with attachments to sin. Uh, most of us do. Um, You know, uh, save from mortal sin here, a complete rupture from God, and there's gradations in order uh, for it to be considered a mortal sin. But, you know, purgatory is not kind of a a place just of punishment. You know, that's sometimes what we think of it as. It's really a place, Susan, of mercy. Right.
1: It, you, you, yeah. you know your purgatory stuff, John. It's the masterpiece of God's mercy. Mm. He's not trying to lower the boom. He's not trying to say you failed me completely. He's not trying to say I'm true with you. He's trying to um, he's trying to help you repair what was left undone or done poorly or rejected. Um, so he's preparing his unprepared children to be able to stand before him. So it's not a punishment. That's the wrong word. Yeah. Um, that's the wrong word to use. It's his his mercy, and, and he has to purify us because he's all pure. He's all majestic. He's all holy. And you can't, and, and, and my book, Day by Day, talks about this every day. There's something what the saints say. Even if you had an opportunity, you're standing before God to, to go to go to heaven, and you see, because you're going to see your own self, that's yep. how you're being judged, you're going to look at yourself, and you see one saying, you hurl yourself to purgatory, you say to him, I'm not ready, you make that decision, yeah. Um. It's, you know, it's like, you know, not being prepared to go for a wedding, you're not ready, you're not dressed up.
0: We'll want Same to, thing. we'll want so, to go, I mean, we we will want to purify. So Jesus says, be perfect yeah, as your yeah, heavenly Father. No
1: rejection. I'm sorry, I just want to say that there's yeah. there's no rebellion in purgatory.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Jesus says, be perfect right. as your heavenly Father is perfect. And while some of us read that and we kind of, might, well, I mean, that's impossible. It would be unjust for our God to be able to command an impossibility from us. It doesn't make any sense. So it is possible that we are and can it, be perfect. The, only the perfect can reside with God in heaven for all eternity, Purgatory is a place of perfection. It's a place of purification. It's the place that just as gold is taken out of the ground as ore, right, with useless material around mm-hmm. it, it takes fire to burn it to set it free. And so we will want to be purified. What a what a merciful God you that said put us the, at our you best.
1: Said the, you said the right word, John. It's not a punishment. It's a purification. Yeah. That's what it is. Um uh and, and we choose our heaven, hell, or purgatory. We're we're you know, we're paving the road. You don't just end up saying, How did I get here? It's your decisions that you have made throughout life that is either steering you to heaven, hell, or purgatory. So you're the one that's really shaping that.
0: Amen. Um, what is a, a powerful prayer to pray for the souls in purgatory? Someone that's maybe never done this before in their life and they want to start. Yes. How do they start? The,
1: the number one Prayer for the dead of the Catholic Church that has a partial indulgence is the Eternal Rest Prayer, John. Mm. The Eternal Rest Prayer. That's the number one prayer of the dead for, you know, of the, for our, from our church. The, the prayer that they the official prayer for the dead of our church is the Eternal Rest Prayer. And every time you say that, you know you gain a partial indulgence. The eternal rest granted to them, O Lord, let perpetual light shine upon them. May they rest in peace. In fact, the children's book that I, that I wrote, you know, the story, John, and you got a copy of it. Guess what I did? I weaved that prayer throughout the whole book. So by the time that the children are done with the story, they know that prayer and the parents know it too.
0: This is, and uh, may all the souls of the faithful who departed to the mercy of God rest in peace, is what we're talking about. And this is something that we pray often as a family right after um, our, our meal prayers. Susan. I mean, it's a really good place.
1: That's wonderful. In fact, John, that's a tradition that goes way back, again, was lost, where where you say the eternal rest prayer before and after meals. It's so powerful. Um, I have, it's so cute, a friend of mine, they were doing it, and her grandson was at the table, and so he, he, you know, um, he he said the prayer, and then he goes, (laughs) R.I.P., Yep,
0: that's exactly it, uh, friends. Uh, Susan, what's what's a good starting point for a book? For, you've written nine on purgatory. What's, what's a good starting yeah, point?
1: The, you know, John, the two that that um, seem to just be, well, they're all perennials. There's one, day by day for the Holy Souls. If you want to know about purgatory from the saints, if you want stories, if you want encyclicals, if you want poets, if you want, you know, uh, saints' revelations, Everything of because I, I got, I did my research at, at Mundelein Seminary here in Chicago. They have the largest collection of books on purgatory in the country. Really? And so I was a yes, I didn't know this. I didn't even, you know, you know, this was part of God's plan. Had no idea um, that they were it. And um, so I was able to glean all the greatest writings of purgatory and put them into a day by day. And that seems to be a very, very popular book. Now, if you want to know more about you know, stories of the revelations of the saints, you've got praying with the saints for the holy souls, and what to do all year round. In fact, that also Saturdays is in that book, too. And of course, John, I have to say this, and it's probably the the epitome of all my books. For the children, don't forget the children. We've got, you know, we've got our our new book, um, a story about the holy souls, uh, New Friends Down Forever. And there's a whole section for parents that teach you about purgatory, in case the kids... Uh, ask questions, which I have to share with you, John. I'm getting feedback from the children uh, from the book. They want to know if there's bubble gum in heaven. <laughs> they want to know if they could go swimming in heaven. They want to know um, what Mr. Ray, because it's a story. We taught them through a story, what he died of. And one little boy, actually, this is on Amazon, he got so excited about the book that when it was time, I guess they were having a treat, he turned to his mother and said, I'm offering up for the souls." When I heard that, I know we captured it. So wow. I can't stress enough that book, John. I honestly got, I it's just I'm still awed by it. I, I'm it took my breath away. That book took three years to do. So we we have to reach the children. You have to plant the seed. Uh, you know you have to teach them. You have to take them to the cemetery. You have to teach them how to pray. Because if you don't, what's the fruit of that? They become godless and they won't know where to go.
0: Susan Sony, everyone. Yeah, We know the book. Susan, you're, you're, you are the best. I love what you do. You know I'm a huge fan. And, um, friends, if you pick up a Susan Sony book, you will not be disappointed. You will learn, 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 and then begin to pray, pray, pray. I know she's helped me a lot. God bless you, Susan. We'll talk soon.
1: Oh, happy Lenting, John. And, and you as well. And, and let's get those folks home for Easter. Let's Thanks do it. God bless.
0: Let's Bye-bye. do it. Listen to the Catholic Morning Show weekday mornings at 7 on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, iowacatholicradio.com, or the Iowa Catholic Radio app.